You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Hello, everyone. Jake Nowaker here with my uh, beautiful host, Sean Levine from Tapped Out. Uh, we're just here to talk about some UFC 276 bets. Uh, how's it going, Sean? Yo, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying I'm beautiful. Let's be honest, though, brother. Without my beard, I look absolutely ridiculous. I can't wait for this thing to grow back. But when I saw you the other day without the beard for the first time, I was like, oh, but I don't think it looks bad. I don't think it looks bad. Just, uh, it looks, it's uncomfortable. It's, I'm supposed to be a bearded guy, so it is what it is. It'll, it'll be back. I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah, so UFC 276 this weekend, Israel Adesanya, Jared Cannonier, Volkanovski, Holloway. I don't know. There's a bunch of other fights, too. Um, a little bit too early in the week to, like, have all the prop bets and method uh, odds out. A lot of money lines out right now, and that's about it. Maybe a few over-unders. So I just want to talk about some money lines that I like. Um, I'll start probably with everyone's favorite fight other than the championships is Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley coming back against Pedro Munoz. Um, I like Munoz plus 220. What do you think about that? I'm surprised to hear you say that only because it feels like everybody is kind of on the Sean O'Malley train and I'm part of that everybody. What's it going to cost me, Jake, to get Sugar Sean on the money line? Because I kind of feel the opposite of this one. Like Munoz is definitely, he's game. And I look at it kind of like the Cheeto Vera fight, where if it ends up being that the other guy gets his hand raised, I'm not going to be completely shocked. But I don't think that this is the guy to get Sean. I think that the hype train continues. What's it going to cost me to get him on the money line? We got Sean money line at minus 260. Good parlay piece. Yeah, it is a good parlay piece. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like, I'm probably not going to pay the minus 260 on its own. But will I throw it in there with, like, another even money bet? Absolutely. I love that make it plus yeah i love sugar show like i'm i'm a fan i'm rooting for him i just think pedro is so durable and he has the meanest calf kicks and o'malley when we've seen him crumble it's been with calf kicks so i don't know i just think there's value at the plus 220 i'm still hoping sugar gets it done but i think pedro is mean man i think he's a mean goat definitely is an interesting matchup i wonder what i can get for Sean to knock him out because it feels like that's always what everybody's wanting to play. But I never like Jake the money that I can get on it. I always look down and I'm like, two to one. Like, I'm gonna need to get paid a little bit more to knock out a guy like Pedro Munoz, who, like you said, is incredibly game and durable. So I don't know the exact way I'm gonna bet it, but I know I'm staying on the sugar show train. I assume the O'Malley knockout is around like minus 150, minus 180, which is crazy, but it could be worth a shot. Um Next up, which you might disagree with, too. I think a lot of people are disagreeing with this. Uh, my boy Cowboy just signed on to fight Jim Miller on short notice, and they're putting Cowboy right now to the plus 180 underdog. That That's screaming to me. No, I'm actually with you on that one, Jake. Like, 
when Cowboy was supposed to fight Joe Lozon, I think Cowboy was way too big of a favorite. Like, it didn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense to me. And I'm not saying Cowboy couldn't have won that fight, either the first time or the second time. I'm just saying that it should have been an even money bet, opposed to Cowboy being like a minus, like, 170, I think, on fight day. So For sure. I, I've changed my mind, though. Like, I think that this is Cowboy coming in on short notice, the Cowboy that we all know and love against Another guy who's kind of cowboy-ish, right? Like, he's been around forever. He's willing to take these short-notice fights. So, what's the number I can get on Cowboy on the money line right now? Cowboy money line landing in at – I got to dig a little deeper for that one. Do I have it in front of me? Yeah, uh, to be determined. That's not out in the one I'm looking at. But, I mean, if I have Jim Miller or – oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you asked for Jim Miller. Cowboy's plus 180 money line. Man. That's tasty, Which is isn't it? so tempting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's really tempting. Like, I don't, I don't really understand the difference in like if Jim Miller was to go out there and fight Joe Lozon, Jake, you tell me, wouldn't that basically be a pick em type fight? Like we're talking about two dudes that are kind of the same. So I don't know why like, Cowboys numbers have changed so drastically. So just on the value, if I could get almost two to one on Cowboy to win the fight. Yeah, bro. I'm all over that. I would have thought this would have been more of a pick em, but for sure. I'll take it. Who knows? Um, so this this next one, I want to go to the prelims here. Uh, everybody's fan favorite, Robbie Lawler, going up against Brian Barberena. I, I don't understand the odds here. They're making Robbie Lawler the favorite slightly at minus 115, and they're giving Barberena the plus 105 underdog odds. Oh, Another underdog play I love. Well, you got to pay that Robbie Lawler tax. It's like you want to talk about the one of the most – a guy that has been liked from the time he got here to the time that he fought Ben Askren to – even the last couple of years when now he's like fighting on the undercard and Robbie came out earlier this week and was saying that, you know, he's kind of surprised that he's fighting there. We we're going back and forth about this on the show, you know, go out there, look impressive against Barbarino. And then all of a sudden you're back probably, you know, opening another pay-per-view opposed to being on the prelim. So it's a big fight for Robbie Lawler. Uh, I'm not willing to pay for that. Like, I don't know about you, Jake, but I think we can kind of start to see the end of the tunnel for Robbie Lawler. I'm not saying that he's there just now, but is he the same dude that he was a few years ago when he was tearing up everybody or even a couple of years ago? I referred back to that Askren. Like, I just I, – I don't I don't like putting my money on him. I will never put money on Robbie Lawler again after the performance against Nick Diaz. He won. He beat Nick Diaz. But to have a 30-whatever – 10-year layoff Nick Diaz come in and piece you up in the first round like that Robbie Lawler like I scared me man I I I don't think he's done yet but I don't know if he can go in there and beat someone as durable as Barbarina this weekend dude I'm more uh if Nick Diaz ever tests back in the octagon I'll never put money on him again like oh, no. like you said like I thought it was going pretty good and I was telling everybody around me I told you so you know come on this one and they sat down he sat his ass down in the middle of the octagon. I would never say that a Diaz brother quit to his face, but I would say it to you here on a podcast. He quit. <laughs> he just like, dude, he sat there. So, I mean, yeah. if you made me, if, if we saw that fight again for whatever reason, I would take Robbie Lawler all day long. I've never put money on Nick Diaz again. I've not made money on him over the years, but never again. I'll put money that Nick Diaz doesn't fight again. No mm. shot. The hype's uh, gone. No shot. Fight again, fight, fight again, period, or fight again in the UFC? UFC, UFC. Because I could definitely see him, you know, a couple of years from now deciding to take a payday, like a bare knuckle payday right. or something like that. Um, in the UFC, yeah, probably not. But more interesting than Nick, what about Nate? What are the chances we've seen? I mean, what's what's going on with that? Dude, I love I, I love the Diaz bros. Like, I love if they both came back. But Nate's having the contract issues with Dana and McGregor seems occupied. I just Nate's don't know. getting screwed, though. Like, Nate's getting really – and 
He always it's has. weird because you want to talk about people that have got screwed by the promotion, Jake, like over the years. The weed thing with Diaz back in the day was just silly. I mean, mm-hmm. just absolutely silly, especially That's now we're here in 2022. Like, wait, that guy's got suspended for five years for smoking weed? Like, what? Um, but with with Nate, too, it's not just now where he's saying he's looking for a fight. It feels like it's been this way for a while where they've been messing with him and they've kind of dictated his terms. And I'm not saying he's Conor McGregor, but there's not too many guys between his popularity and Conor McGregor. Like, they're kind of pretty close to each other. So yeah. the way the, uh, the promotion treats Conor, where he can choose his fights, where he fights, when he fights, all that stuff. Hell, even if he fights in the octagon or boxing, for that matter. And then you got Nate that they completely screw. So I guess the only thing I can think of is that they're waiting for Connor to come back and be healthy, and that's their plan. Um, yeah. Because nothing else, you know, if it's if it's, if it's the last fight on his contract, what else are they waiting for? If this guy wants to go out and fight Jake Paul or just fight anybody and get done with this UFC contract, what, what's the UFC doing? Yeah, Nate, Nate deserves a big payday, whether it's against Jake Paul or whether it's in bare knuckle or – some rinky-dink boxing promotion. He he deserves a big payday. That would be it's, such a fun fight if you fought Jake Paul, bro. Like, because everybody's just waiting for him to get his ass kicked. Not Jake, not uh, Nate, but Jake. And it's like uh, when he fought. So I was the, I was the idiot that the first time around when he fought. What was the boy's name? Um, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Like, well, yeah, Nate Robinson's athletic. Like he's won the dunk contest. That didn't work out well for me. And then against Woodley, I was like, well, I see Woodley knock some dudes out. Now it's been a while, like a long while. I'll talk myself into that. That didn't work. I'm pretty sure Jake Paul's going to go out there and kick Tommy Fury's ass. I've never been impressed with Tommy Fury besides no. his last name. And then Nate would be awesome, man. Like that would be the yeah. one. Who would that would be the one? Who would watch I'm, that? Jake Paul's still going to knock Nate Diaz out, but I'm still going to watch it. I mean, are you I, serious? Yeah. Are you serious, dude? I cash on Jake Paul knocking everybody out. Breaks my heart every time, but I'm like three and zero betting on Jake Paul. At least and... you bet on him. I did the opposite. I was like, this dude ain't gonna knock anybody out each time, and then he keeps doing it. So I will bet on him against Tommy Fury. Although something tells me Jake Paul is going to be a heavy favorite once you get those official odds. But yeah, dude, no, I don't. I don't think he would knock out Nate Diaz. I disagree with that one. Like I, I think, I think, I think that Nate. I'm not going to say beast, but let's not let's. Nate's a great boxer. And I'm not yeah. saying that Jake Paul isn't, you know, when it comes to their boxing, like, skills and their skill set and the way that they kind of took to it, I would say they're on, you know, they're they're both impressive, although one guy's been doing it for three or four years. One guy's right. been doing it for 20. So I, I would be shocked if, like, what you just said, like, if Jake Paul knocked out Nate Diaz, bro, I would be absolutely freaking shocked. <laughs> Done. That would be Nate's got a chin too. I'll give I'll give him that. He's got a chin. He's got um, a chance, especially with the twelve ounce boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah. My money. It's nice you to give Nate Diaz a chance against the uh, the YouTuber. Yeah, of course, obviously, <laughs> UFC star beating a YouTuber. Hopefully, um, so regardless of Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler and Jake Paul, one more bet I want to talk about, and this is my favorite of the night. I already laid five units down on it. I caught Volkanovski money line minus 180. He's floating around minus 190 now. I am a huge Max fan, probably my second or third favorite fighter in UFC. Um, I thought Max won the second fight and I was devastated when he lost both of them. This time I'm fully convinced Volk has been the one to improve more. I am fully convinced Volk is now the more well-rounded martial artist and I'm sick of coming out of Max losing a championship fight to Volkanovski being heartbroken without any money in my pocket. So if Max loses this time, at least I'm having a nice payday on top of it. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So what does that make max on the money? Like plus 140, plus 150? That's a that's awful tasty. Although I wonder Max is plus 155. Plus 150. That's a big number, man. Uh, yeah. I wonder, especially if you're like me and you think that he won at least the second fight, getting the plus money on him. If it's a close fight again, Jake, I would think that kind of like we saw in the second one, they don't like changing the hand, you know, the, the belt's hands if it's really, really close. Most right. of the time, the guy who came in as a champion gets his hand raised at the end. So my fear, if I bet Max, is that if it's close again, what makes me think it won't be? I've seen it for 10 rounds, and it's incredibly close, mm-hmm. that they're just going to raise full hand for a third time and say we're done with this. Um, so that that would steer me away a little bit. Although, if I was to bet Max Holloway in a specific way, I think that I would take him by knockout. Now, you're going to get some long, long odds on that. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Volkanovski who literally hasn't been knocked out. I... The reason I say that is this. I think Max has to fight different. I think that Max could argue, and I could argue, that he won definitely the second fight, maybe the first fight, and neither time he got his hand raised, which means why would you do that again? Like, right. we have to, you're going to go out there and fight in different ways. So, I punches and bunches is the way that Max Holloway, I could see it late TKO where both guys are hanging around. We've seen Max Holloway. I mean, think about the Cater fight. Think about the uh, Ortega fight where – he just turns these guys' face into absolute hamburger, but the guys don't go away. Part of that is the tough dudes that he's fought, but part of it is also because that's typically not what Max does, right? He's right. all about output, kind of like we were just talking about the Diaz brother. Like, if they're going to knock you out, it's going to be a TKO because they're going to punch you once. They're going to punch you 100 times in a row. I think that Max is going to go for the knockout. Like, I think that it's going to be a little bit different. I think you're going to see some crazy stuff, some, you know, some knees, some elbows, some – uh some head kicks, some stuff from Max that typically you would not see only because I think that Max thinks that he won at least a second fight, if not both. And he's grateful to get a third opportunity because most of the time, unless you split, we don't see trilogies like that, this, you know, and that's not the case. So give me Max by knockout, man. Like, I don't love it, Jake. It's just I'm talking myself into it. The more I talk it out loud, it seems to me that might be his only path to victory. Well, you got to remember, too, in the second fight, Max, I'm pretty sure Max dropped Volk. I know he at least wobbled him, but I think in the second round, he dropped Volk pretty clean in their second fight. Yeah, yeah, he did, although it didn't take long for Volk to get right back up. Right, but he has he has the power to at least drop him. So if he comes in there saying, I either got to finish this dude or I'm not going to win a decision, that's the only way I'm winning it, he might be able to do it, man. But you know better than anybody what happens in that situation. You leave yourself open to get right. knocked out yourself. So and that's got the what makes it even more intriguing. Like, if you're telling me these guys are going to stand in a phone booth and just bang and see which other guy knocks the other guy out, yes, I am in for that one for sure. I'm in. I'm call, cool it a, call it a night. That's good for me. Um, and like I said, I got the money if Volk wins, and I got my heart happy if Max wins. So there you go. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, that's what I got for this weekend, UFC 276. Anything, any bet you got that you really like sticking out to you so far? Do we pretty much cover everything? Yeah, you pretty much nailed all the other ones that, that you got. Um, like you said, I'd probably like to parlay a couple of those together. But, uh, man, 
Like I knew that I was excited for that Holloway Volkanovski fight, but once you and I talked out here a little bit, I'm like, dude, if Max ends up knocking him out, I'm gonna absolutely lose my stuff because, like you said, I uh, I think that he's definitely a top ten favorite fighter amongst UFC honks and one of my probably five favorite fighters of all time. Like I love yeah. that dude. Yeah, I love Max. I I hope I lose the money. I hope he gets it done. But I, I hope know, you we'll lose see. money too. <laughs> thanks, dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, thanks for watching. Tapped out. Catch us this Saturday before the fights, 5 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern time. That guy, I don't know where I'll edit him, one of these spots. Sean Levine will be hosting with Brendan Tobin. I'll be behind the scenes producing. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Sean. See you, bud. Cool. Peace out, y'all.